and we're learning the second sikha to Pasha Shmini, and we're using as this text the Lakshan Kedish translation that is available on the website of Project Lakuta Sikhas. The Acha Sipra Ura de Misas Nodava Biuk Siv. After the Torah tells us about the death of Nodav and Aviyu, the Torah continues. Vayikro Meshel Mishol Vel Eltsofon. Meshel called Mishol in Eltsofon. Vayemar Aleimi told them, Kirvu Seues Achechem Espnea Kedish. Come closer and carry your brothers from Pnea Kedish, from in the presence or in the front of the Kedish. Al Michutz Lamachene to the outside of the camp. Vehetik Rashmin Akosvis Hatevis. Rashi quotes the words, carry your brothers. Upiresh, and he explains, Like a person would tell his fellow, remove or take away the body, the death person from in the presence of the Kala, in order not to mix up, not to disturb the celebration of the Chasana. So the Rebbe asks, Where does Rashi take it from? That the purpose of Moshe's telling Mishol and al that they should carry their brothers wasn't simply to take them out of the Mishkan to be buried. That is the simple reason why he asked them to carry them out. And Rashi says that the purpose of these words, the intention was that the simcha should not be, be disturbed. The celebration shouldn't be disturbed. So the Mefarshim, the Mizrahi, Gurari, the Viktoi, other Mefarshim, Explain as follows. That Rashi is addressing the lengthy description over here in the Pasuk. If it would be just very straightforward, simply for burial, she could have said, Carry your brothers and bury them. The end of the, the words over there in the puzzle that you should carry them out. And is to indicate where they should be buried outside of the machine. Adain, still, we don't need all the words in the puzzle. The words from the presence of the Kedish is still not needed. So the fact that the Torah writes all these words implies that it's not just a technicality that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling Meshon and Tzofan to carry them out for burial purposes. Rather, there is something else going on over here in the message of Moshe Rabbeinu. From that, Rashi learns that the main reason for the command of Moshe, carry your brothers, is 
the me'ez p'nei akedish. The words me'ez p'nei akedish. That is the main point over here. Remove them from p'nei hakedish. That is the main purpose. Vehatam. And what will be the reason? Why do you have to take them away from p'nei hakedish? Shlele arbe v'sasimcha. In order not to disturb the celebration, which took place in the Mishkan that day. But this explanation in Rashi has difficulties. Aleph number one. Why is the Dibra Maschil of Rashi, the quote from the Pasuk that Rashi opens up with, the words, the continuation, the words Rashi doesn't quote, he just alludes to them by writing the Gaimel, etc. If the way we have explained it, that the whole difficulty, according to these Mefarshim, that what was the difficulty that Rashi came to address? Are the extra words? So these are the words that Rashi should have, according to this understanding, quoted from the Pasuk. And he does not. Base, the ikel. And the second question that it says is ikel is an even stronger question. Had Gosha Besuve Game of Mace Pnea Kedish Muvenus Bepashtus. It's the extra wording. It's not extra wording. We understand why it says Mace Pnea Kedish. It is self understood. It's very simply and clear. She cannot see with Suve Game Aloyo Yraklitzer Hakura because it's obvious that it's not just a technicality. Someone died, needs burial. That's not what's going on over here. They passed away in the Mishkan. The whole reason is because you're not allowed to leave Tuma any extra minute in the Mishkan. Moshe needed to stress this point to tell them, you got to do that quickly. That need to carry them out of the Mishkan is needs to be done as soon as possible. In order not to allow the Tuma to while in the Mishkan, an extra moment. So there's really no difficulty in the words Meish It fits perfectly in this puzzle, makes perfect sense that Moshe Rabbeinu should use these t- terms. So we come back to the original question. Where does Rashi take it from? That what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling Mishal and El Tzofam here wasn't just the simple point not of an Aviyu died in the Mishkan. You have to carry them out of the Mishkan in order to bring them to burial. And you have to do that as soon as possible because this is in the Mishkan. And everything is very simple and clear. <clears throat> also, when we look 
in the words that the Rashi explains, there as well we have a difficulty. We know that whenever Chazal, Rashi, Torah, literature in general, gives us a moshal for something, it is because there are things that are a little bit difficult to understand without a moshal. And the moshal makes it easier for us to understand. The analogy will, will make it easier. But here, what, why do we need a moshul? Besides for the point, where does Rashi take it from? Like we asked beforehand. Let, let's put that aside for a moment. Let's say there is a, a foundation somewhere for this pirush. But why do we need a moshul for it? Just say, Moshe Rabbeinu told them, in order not to disturb the celebration. That's it. This is a very simple concept. We know there was a celebration going on. We understand that having two dead bodies in the Mishkan in the middle of this celebration uh, will disturb that celebration. And that's it. No need for a mushroom from a kala and a maze. And when we look into the sources, this will become even more difficult. Just two psukim further, Hashem commanded that Aaron and Bonov, they should not um, let their hair grow wild, like as a sign of Avelus. And over there, Rashi explains why not, because by them conducting themselves in a manner of Avelus mourning, that would also disturb the celebration of the celebration of the Hanukkah Samishkan. So over there, Rashi doesn't give no Mashalim, Rashi just says, but you should not disturb the Simcha of Hashem. So why here, which is seemingly the same idea, Rashi has the need to bring a Moshul. Although you could say that later, Rashi is, doesn't have to bring the Moshul again because he's relying on the Moshul that he brought already just beforehand, two psukim before, says the Rebbe, but that's not so simple. We already find such an idea in Chumish in the end of Pashas Mishpatim, where it says that by a mountain trader, after mountain trader, by Yiras Alekei they saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyochu, Shapira Shrashi, Nistaklu v'nishchai v'miso. The scheme, they saw, they looked, and they were nishchai v'miso. Elashleirot ha'kadosh baruchu la'ar v'yusim chasat teirah. But Hashem did not want to disturb the celebration of the teirah. 
So therefore, he didn't punish them right then and there, but he waited with the punishment till a later point. And over there, Rashi also does not bring the marshal of the Kala and the mace. And over there, we can't say that he's relying on the previous Rashi. So we see that the idea does not require a marshal. So how come that here, in this passage, where Moshe is telling Mishol to carry out the bodies of Nadav and Abiyu, here Rashi says, suddenly Rashi brings in this marshal. Why? So why does Rashi here needs? Why does he need the the marshal? What detail in this pasuk is not understood for which we need the marshal? In addition to the above. Let's assume that we will figure out what is the need of Rashi to bring this marshal. Even if you want to bring the marshal, it can be brought in a much more concise manner. Rashi doesn't have to get into this lengthy description, like one person tells his fellow, remove. Rashi could have said this very briefly. Just like one will remove a dead body from the presence of a kala, not to disturb the simcha. Or some other short version. The one person telling another person is not really needed for the idea that we, re- we remove the dead body from the presence of the Kala, not to disturb the Simcha. That's all. And really, the question is an even greater question. We look in the source. This comes from the Gemarik Sudis. Over there, the Gemara doesn't say this as something that people say. Over there, this is actually a halacha. That when there is a funeral procession and there's a kala, we divert reroute the funeral procession from the presence of the Kala. And that's a halacha. So why does Rashi add on the words and by adding on these words, like one person will tell another person, Rashi actually takes it to a lower level of importance. If it's a dictate of halacha that you have to do that, that's much more powerful than there's something that people say, some people feel that way. It, it's, it seems just something that someone might say to someone. So Rashi is diminishing the importance of it. When we look 
in other sources, Medrashtan Chuma, over there it says like this, Isa, it says, on this puzzle, gives a totally different marshal. Not to remove the dead body from the presence of a kala, but to remove the dead body from the presence of the mourner, because the mourner is overdoing his mourning already. And so we say, let's, let's move on and let's get to the burial so that the mourner shouldn't mourn so much. The Giras and a different version, Ka'odam, I'm sorry, for the, the, the first one was in Medrash Rabba and Psikta Drabkana and other Medrashim. This one is in Medrash Tanchuma. Ka'odam, Milifne Oviv, that the, the Medrash Tanchuma puts it in the context of a father who lost a child and we say, remove the dead son from the presence of the father. Until when does the father have to see his dead son in front of him? Here, this is not a halacha, this is indeed just a custom that people will say. Here, in, in this madrash, in these madrashim, the wording, like one might say to another, actually fits. These midrashim, where it's talking about removing a dead body from the presence of the oval or a dead son from the presence of the father in order that they shouldn't have to mourn that much. So that is not a halacha. It's that you have to rush. It's just something that one might say to another. But, and Rashi uses these, this terminology, which is actually a din, a halacha, and not just something that people say. And also, why doesn't Rashi bring those mashalim from the Midrashim? So that the Rebbe continues here. The reason why Rashi doesn't bring that marshal. Because of a deer, what is the meaning of the Medrash? That we need to remove the mace in order to remove the pain and the anguish of the mourner. Same thing, the anguish and the pain that the father experiences over the fact that his son died. Because of So Rashi writes, like a person says to another, to remove the dead body from the presence of the Kala. Not, she shouldn't mourn, she's not a mourner, she has nothing to do with the maze. It is in order not to disturb the simcha. So it is being done not to disturb the celebration of the kala. And that celebration began before the dead body got here. 
So the reason why Rashi picks that over that, so you can say like this, according to the Medrash, what does it mean? Remove the dead body. Who is the Pnei HaKadosh? So according to the Medrash, it's referring to Aaron. Which corresponds to what the Medrash says, to remove the dead body from the mourner. Aaron is the mourner over here. But when we look at the simple understanding of the Pasuk, Pnei HaKedosh is not referring to Aaron, it's referring to the Mishkan. So that's why Rashi prefers the marshal of the because he wants to say that this is in order not to disturb the Simcha of the Mishkan. But that makes it even more difficult. Why does Rashi combine the two Perushim? On the one hand, he uses the terminology of the Medrash, that it's which is like a Minhig people do. But then he brings the concept of removing the mace from the presence of the Kala, which is actually a din. Another point we need to understand. When we go back to the end of Pash Mishpat, over there, what does Rashi say? That, I'm sorry, two psukim later, where it says that that they shouldn't more, uh, behave like Avelis. So Rashi says that you, Aaron and Bonov, should not disturb the Simcha. Whose Simcha? Simcha Sushal Mokim. The Simcha of Hashem. So if that's the point, then why? Then here Rashi should have said the same thing. In order not to disturb the Simcha of Hashem. But he, the marshal is not to disturb the Simcha of a Kalo. Now, who is the Kalo in the Nimshal? The Kalo is Bnei Yisrael, not Hashem. So the message that Rashi sees over here in the Suez Achechem in order not to disturb the Simcha of the Jewish people. So how come that later Rashi says the Simcha of Hashem, and here it says the Simcha of Neisro? We might have tried to answer. Considering that everywhere the entire world is filled with Hashem's glory. Removing the dead body from one location to another does not really help in the not disturbing Hashem's celebration. Hashem is also found outside of the Machne. So by removing the dead bodies from the Mishkan to outside the Machne, if the, if the dead bodies disturb the Simcha of Hashem, it will disturb the Simcha of Hashem outside the Machne as well. Balkane. 
הוכרח רש"י לפרש שהדובה נס כדי לא לערב בסוף תנאי סול הקלו. So therefore רש"י was compelled to say that it's not not to, in order not to disturb the simcha of Hashem, rather it is in order not to disturb the simcha of the Jewish people, who is the cow. But the Tzivu took him later that they shouldn't conduct themselves like Avelim. The meaning of that Pasuk is that they should not behave in a manner of Avelim in general. That will help not to disturb Hashem's simcha as well. That's what we might have wanted to answer. Says the Rebbe, we can't say that. While it is true that Hashem's glory is everywhere, it is still understood that Hashem's celebration is linked to the very place about which Hashem says, make for me a mikdosh and I will dwell in them. So you could also argue over there, Hashem falls everywhere. Hashem is all over the world. Yet still, Hashem chose a certain place and the Mokim HaMishkan, Mokim HaMikdosh, that in that place, He will dwell in a more uh, stronger presence, in a, in a more felt presence in whichever way we w- would explain that. So there is a place where is V'shochan T'beseichom different than the rest of the world. So therefore, okay. So also the Simcha Hashem in the Chanukah HaMishkan is more in that place than anywhere else. So it would make sense still to say, remove the dead bodies from the Mishkan in order not to disturb the Simcha of Hashem in that place specifically. But Rashi is not saying that. Rashi is saying, which is Bnei Yisrael. So the question is why? The explanation of all this. There are two things that two wonderments that come up, two questions that are raised immediately as we learn this Pasuk. One general question. And the second one is the word Achechem. And because of that, Rashi quotes these, these words from the Pasuk. These words, because in the words in general, carry your brothers, etc., the whole context of the Pasuk, and specifically the word Achechem, that is where the difficulty lies. In the Pasuk in general, what is not clear, why does the Torah in, altogether need to tell us the entire story about 
what Moshe told them to carry out the brothers, and that then they came closer and they actually did so, and all that. Why does that need to be told? Why does it have to come smack in the middle of the order of the Aveda of the Yem Shmini? This is something that is really clear on its own. It's self-understood. Let's say the Terry would have just recorded that they died. What would we have thought? We would have thought that they were just left there, lying throughout all the continuous celebration of the Yem Ashmini. If the Terry wouldn't have reported to us the Moshe told Mishal to, to, uh, and Eltsafen to take the, uh, them out of the Mishkan, and that they came and took them out of the Mishkan. If the Torah wouldn't have reported that, we wouldn't have understood on their own that someone took them out, and that's it. It would have been self-understood. If the point was that it wasn't, it's not enough to remove them from the Mishkan, but they have to be actually taken out of the Machana altogether. So then report that detail. Or that Moshe told them, take them out But to say the whole thing that Moshe told them, and then to re- report how they did that. Why is that so important to be recorded in the Torah? with all these details, and smack in the middle of the story of the Chanukah Samishkan B'yem HaMilun. Also, why is he referring to them? Carry out your brothers. These are your relatives. Why is that so relevant? When the Torah says, it says already, who are they? The sons of Uziel, who was an uncle of Aaron. So we know already that they are your brothers, meaning your relatives. So we know that. So why does it have to say, to invoke again, this brotherhood, the relationship that they are relatives. It seems that the reason why they are the ones who have to take them out is because they are craving, they are relatives. So the question is, why? Ain't a movement. Understood. Why is this relevant here in the Pasuk to stress that this is something that needs to be done by relatives and base? Why indeed does it have to be done by Kraven? By being Levim, there weren't Kehanim, only, only Aaron and Bonover in this Kaddish Bikuna, but they were from Shevet Levi. So Levim have a connection to the Aveda in the Mishkan. Because of the Mishkan, although the 
Torah did not yet tell us that the Levim are supposed to serve in the Mishkan. But nevertheless, because this is something that is only reported in Sefer Bamidbar, how the Levim were appointed to help the Kehanim in the Aved of the Mishkan and so on, and all the things that Levim had to do in the Mishkan. But nevertheless, the Ben Chomish Lemikro is aware already about the fact that the Levim are doing Aved in the Mishkan because he already learned it in Rashi, in Pashat Vayichi. Yaakov Avinu said that Levi shouldn't carry his Oren out of Mitzrayim. And Rashi says because they will in the future serve in the Mishkan and in the Beis Hamikdash. So that means that the Ben Chomish Lemikro already knows about the concept that Levim do Aved in the Mishkan. And because the Levim have part, take part in the Avedah, so it makes more sense, it should make more sense, that they should not become Tommy, they should remain in Tara state, in order to be able to partake in the celebration of the Mishkan, of the Yem Shmini And some Yisraelim should do the job of taking out Lord of Navi and bringing them to burial. Yes, Satan is more than that. We find in Rashi, like what we just mentioned before, that Yaakov said the Levim should be exempt, Shevet Levi, his son Levi, should be exempt from carrying his Odin. And why? Because Shehu Osid losses his Odin. Because in the future, he will carry the Odin, Arain Habris of the Mishkan. So it's a Kalvachemer. If Levi shouldn't carry the Orin of Yaakov, of his father who gave birth to him, and why not? Because generations later, Bamishkan, who he will carry, but it's not him, it is his shaved, his descendants, a few generations down the line, will carry the Oren. Then certainly in this case, we're not talking about relatives of that degree, of a forefather and descendants generations later. And we're talking about the dwelling of the Shechina in the Mishkan, and this is the celebration that is being celebrated right now. It would make sense that they should not be the ones to carry out and become Tome and deal with that. Rather, they should take part in the celebration of the Mishkan. Due to these two questions, Rashi was compelled Asher Aleph one Inyan Suvegema Enolatir Hakfur Bobat. 
Rashi sees in this the fact that the Torah reports this in the midst of the celebration and the Seder Ayem of Yem Milui. And the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu said, no, you should be the ones to do this. Rashi sees in that that it wasn't just the technicality to bringing them to burial. Or it's just a technicality to remove the tumor from the Mishkan. Because that indeed was something that we would have understood on our own. The Torah doesn't have to tell us that. Ella, rather, what is it all about? Rather that somehow this is part of the of the Shmini Lemiluim Seder. The base and the second point that Dashi understands that and because of that it does need to be done by the Levim, by the relatives, Mishol and Latsofan Dafke. And we're gonna see soon why that is so. That's why Rashi says, number one, the purpose of this is not to take the dead bodies out of the Mishkan. It is not to bring them to burial. Of course, that was what they did. But the point that Moshe Rabbeinu is making is something else. And that is not to disturb the Simcha that took place in the Mishkan on that day. And to stress that point, the Torah adds on the words because the point is they shouldn't be in the Kedish because when they are in the Kedish, the dead bodies are still in the Mishkan, it disturbs the Simcha. And for that reason itself, it needs to be done by relatives from Shevet Levi. Because this is part of the Aveda of the Mishkan. Just that in this case, this is not part of a positive Aveda, like the Levim would sing Shir in the Mishkan. It is a passive or negative type of boy. To remove anything that disturbs the proper Avedah. Similar to the Avedah of removing the ashes from the Mizbeach to outside of the camp, which is part of the Avedah of the Mishkan. But it's, again, it's not a Avedah, a positive Avedah, it's to remove that which disturbs. So this is also part of the Avedah of Mishkan, to remove not the Benaviu in order not to disturb. So seen from that perspective, Michal and El Tzofen were still part of the celebration of the Chanukah Samishkan. By doing that, they took part in the service of the Mishkan in the Aveda. It would have been just like one of the Kehanim or one of the Levim taking out the Trumas Hadesh and Michutz Lamachana. It is part of the Aveda. 
Elo, Sherash and Yochlis Tapit, Vamir, Bekitsu, Suve Gamer, Schleil Arbis, Hasimcha. But Rashi couldn't suffice with just saying it briefly. So, not to disturb the Simcha. Because immediately there is a difficulty that comes up. If indeed this is something that is a problem to disturb the Simcha, how come Hashem disturbed the Simcha by punishing Nodav and Abiyu immediately? Why didn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu wait with the punishment until after the Yom HaShemini Lemiluim? And this question, why Hashem didn't wait, is especially difficult when we look back in Pash Mishpatim, which we mentioned earlier in the Sikha. Kvapirish Rashi Besei Pash Mishpatim, Kanalzi Beis, Shenodav Aviyu Vaskenim, Mishchaivu Misa, that Nodav and Aviyu and the Skenim became Chayiv Misa by this time of Matan Torah. Elosh Leirot HaKadosh Baruch Hu Le'arbev Simchas HaTorah, but Hashem didn't want to disturb the celebration of the Torah, so he held off punishing them until the Yem Chanukah Samishkan. When Nimtza comes out, the Simcha of the Torah Hashem didn't want to disturb. But apparently Hashem had no issue, no problem disturbing the Simcha of Hanukkah Samishkan by the death of Nodav and Abiyu. And we see that Nodav and Abiyu and the Skenim became Chayef Misa back then by Matan Teiro. So Nodav and Abiyu were killed on the day of Hanukkah Samishkan, but the Skenim, they lived on even later. And they were punished only many years later. So how come that Nodav and Aviyu, Hashem had to kill them on the Yem Chanuk Samishkan? Me'ato, eich ha'ef shalim ha'shetam su'u ve'gemu shleila ar v'sasimcha. V'shosh ha'kosh boch ba'atma yibri v'sasimcha. So how can we say that the reason why they need to be carried out from the Mishkan is in order not to disturb the Simcha, Hashem himself disturbed the Simcha already by killing them. Therefore, Rashi, learns that what Moshe told Mishol and Tzofan is not a halacha. Rather, it's something that one person would tell another. This is just something that in the interaction between human beings, it is an understood concept. It's a, a simple concept that people will say. 
It is human nature. Everybody knows when it comes to a celebration of a wedding, any effort will be made that the celebration should not be disturbed. And for that reason, a dead body will be removed from the presence of the Kala. And we also carry the dead body through a different uh, streets, a different way, to ensure that the Kala should not be met and on her way to her wedding. And to remove the difficulty for the Kala to have to take a detour. And same over here. While it is a fact that Hashem brought the Einish Misa on Nodvin Abiyu in the midst of the Simchas Hanuk Samishkon, in other words, we see that for whatever reason, this was Hashem's will. That there should be some type of Painful experience on that day of the Shmini Lemiluim. But Bikesh Moshe, nevertheless, Moshe requested, that nevertheless, we should try whatever we can. What Hashem did, He did. But that doesn't mean that we should not try to still minimize at least the Simcha of the Jewish people. And that's why Moshe said, like one would say to another, we can't invoke here a halacha. Halacha is Ratzin Hashem. The Ratzin Hashem apparently was that Nodav Aviyu should die in the Mishkan, in the midst of the Yem Shemini So that disturbance of the Simcha is already a fact. It already happened. So to invoke here suddenly the Din, Mavir and Samez it, that doesn't really fit. But nevertheless, will tell we still got to do whatever we can. Just like in the Marshall, whenever somebody dies, it's always Hashem's will. And if that happens, and there is a Kala that needs to go to her wedding, and somehow they might meet up, it is up to us and over there, it's a halacha to minimize the tzar, and therefore the kala should not meet the dead body. So we will mavir in the So in the same way, Moshe Rabbeinu on his own said that while Hashem did bring this on in the midst of the Yemashmina Lemiluim, but we should still try as much as we could to minimize that effect. To remove the dead bodies from the place of the celebration. So now we understand very well why Rashi, when he's talking about this puzzle, he says not to disturb the simcha of whom? Of the Kala. Not like what he says later on, two psukim later, 
that Aaron and Allah of Islam shouldn't behave in a manner of Abelus. Over there he says, Shetamehu don't disturb the celebration of Hashem. Considering the fact that the death of Nodov and Aviu wasn't just a natural death, they happened to die at that time. Rather, this was something like the Pasuk tells us a fire came out from Hashem, which consumed them. In other words, Hashem himself, so to speak, overlooked his own simcha in order to punish them with death. It makes no sense to say, you have to remove them. You know why? Because don't disturb the simcha of Hashem. <laughs> Hashem already disturbed that simcha himself. So, there's nothing that we add to that. So the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu wanted them to be removed is that the simch of the Jewish people shouldn't be disturbed. Like we said before, like one person will tell to another, us human beings, we have our issues, we have a simcha going on over here, the Bnei Yisrael Sameach today, and let's try to minimize the disturbance as much as possible, so remove them. But when it comes to the command to Mishan, to Ari and his sons, not to act this is not like one person telling another, rather this was a Din, a halacha that Moshe gave over to them in the name of Hashem. Just like any other halacha in Torah. And the content over there is not the death of Nodan Aviyo. It's a halacha that applies to Aaron and his sons not to display Avelus in the Mishkan. The reason for that halacha is not to disturb the simcha of Hashem. The simcha of Hashem in the Chanukah Mishkan is linked to the Aved of Aaron and his sons in the Mishkan on that day. So it doesn't fit that on that day on that very day, they should do, the, the ones that are doing the Aveda, they should do something which contradicts Hashem's celebration. Another thing that we can learn from this Moshe, in the Moshe, we remove the maize from Lifnei Akala, granted, but we're not taking away the Avelos. We just remove it from the place of the Kala of the celebration. Same over here. The Aninus, the morning, the, 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 the initial pain over the death of Nodav and Abiyu, that wasn't taken away. 
He was just that that pain and those emotions should not be expressed, should not be shown and displayed in the place where the celebration took place. But it was there. It still existed in their hearts. And that explains something which is very strange. Seemingly, when Moshe Rabbeinu heard that the gold, the chatos carbon of Rosh because that day was Rosh Nisan, so there was a soil of Rosh Chedesh, and they burnt it. And did not eat that carbon like they ate the other two chatois of that day. So Nehemiah, it says impossible. Moshe Rabbeinu was angry. And he told them, How come you didn't eat the chatois? Why did you burn it? But when Aaron responded to Moshe that this is what happened to me today, that not if you died, and if I would eat it, you think Hashem would like that? So he tells us, Moshe heard, and he, he liked that response, and he agreed. So we, we have to understand, what, what did Moshe Rabbeinu think originally? How did his mind get changed? What did Aaron think? Why should we differentiate between the chatos, the two chatos that came due to the celebration of the Yemashmini, his own and the one for the Bnei Yisrael, and this chatos which came due to it being Rosh Chodesh. Pirish Rashi, Rashi explains but Adam was saying that these are not comparable. Adam basically told Moshe, you heard that the chatois should be burned, but that is kotshesho. These are the temporary korbonis. This is a one-time situation that today, so there were special chatois brought, and also shlomim, brought for the occasion. About those, Hashem told you. That doesn't mean that you should be makele, that a kotche doiris, a carbon that will be brought for all generations, the carbon of Rosh Chodesh, that chatos, that one, the regular halacha should apply, that an oinon can't eat it. So this this is what Rashi explains, was Adam's explanation, so to speak, to Moshe Rabbeinu. And once Moshe heard it, he agreed. Very strange. This differentiation, this is a very, very simple idea. How come Adam had to explain that to Moshe as some type of novel idea that Moshe couldn't have thought about this? More than that, obviously Moshe was so sure initially that there is no difference. So when he saw that they burnt it, he got angry, got upset at them. 
Well, the Enoch is, and then on the other hand, Ma'acha Shemesh and Noka Bepshit is called Kaf. She kotches Shav, kotches Deir is Shavim Hain. Considering that initially Moshe assumed that they are the same, Echi Tochen Sheba Mira Zubil Vadim Shamata Bekotches Shav, Enoch Halaka Bekotches Deir is, as soon as Aaron just told him these words that if you heard about Kotche Shaw, that doesn't mean that you should apply to Kotche Davis. He spia Aaron al Moshe, who Paul by Yishma Moshe, and right away Moshe says, no, Yeah, you're right, you have a point. Originally, Moshe didn't know that point. He obviously did understand the point, and he still felt that there is no difference. So, how are we supposed to understand what happened over here? Vabir Bozne, Moshe Sova. Moshe thought like this. Moshe looked at it like this. Why did Hashem tell me that they can eat the chatois even though there are oinanim? Moshe understood it to fall under the same category as the halacha that they should not behave behaviors. Not to disturb the Simcha of Hashem. From that perspective, if the point is, don't, by you behaving in a manner of Avelus, you will be disturbing the Simcha of Hashem that day. So, what difference does it make which carbon it is that they're not eating? If they would eat, if they would burn, the chatos of Rosh Chedesh, because they are Einanim, that is also a display of Avelus, and it would also disturb the Simchas Hamalkim. Which caused Moshe to get upset at them. If the whole point is, don't display your Avelus in any manner. Because the way Moshe looked at it, if they are burning this chatos of Rosh Chodesh, it will impact and it will disturb the Simcha of Hashem. So Aaron responded, that this chatos was brought before Hashem. What is he trying to stress? Aaron told Moshe, the only thing that is considered Lifne Hashem is the Hakrov, the offering of the carbon. The eating of the Chatos, that is not something that is done Lifne Hashem. While it is true, it needs to be done in the courtyard of the Mishkan, in a holy place. But that is not Lifne Hashem. That is not next to the Mizbeach. Only next to the Mizbeach, Lifne Hashem, is it considered that it would disturb the Simchas Hamokim. What happens outside of that direct, immediate location, that is not considered Lifne Hashem. Simchas Hamokim, where was the Simchas Hamokim? Next to the Mizbeach. In the place where Nodavanaviu died due to the fire that came from where Milifne Hashem. So they stood near, near the Mizbeach. That is the location of Simchas Hamokim. 
ויש שלמה, שמטעם זה הספקת שמחה חנוך סמישקון ואבו עצבי בקרבונס על המזבח, which also explains why the Hanukkah Hamishkan and that celebration was celebrated by bringing many, many korbanis on the Mizbeach. Because that is the main celebration. That is what the Mizbeach and what the Mishkan is all about. And considering the fact that the emotion of Aninus was not nullified, the only thing that Hashem said is don't display that Avelus, don't display, don't express these emotions in the place of the Simcha, like to an Aaron, so based on that, Aaron said, what you are commanding us not to disturb the Simcha of Hashem, that applies only to the Avedis that are actually done but that is not something that applies to the eating of the Kochim which is not but just general within the courtyard and why were they allowed to eat the mincha and the other two chatois, ba'aninus, loy that wasn't in order that they shouldn't disturb Hashem simcha, Adam says that was a unique that these chatois, they should eat, even though they are ba'aninus, it's a special and if so, if that is the perspective, im that is a Hiroas Shah that applies specifically to the Kabbanus that are unique to this day. Don't apply that to those Kabbanus that are for all generations. And one of the many lessons that we can derive from this Rashi. Famous words of the Rambam that every Jew, not only a Shevet Levi, any Jew whose spirit, does, if a person offers himself and dedicates himself to be separated from the rest of the nation and to serve Hashem, to remove from himself all the uh, in Yonim Gashmim, all the, the things that drag us down, business and panosa and work, and the person wants to dedicate himself to the service of Hashem, learning Torah, doing mitzvahs. So that is something that any yid can do, not just shaved lady. So based on that, a person might think that he's already on the darga, on the level of a lady, even higher than that. As the Rambam writes over there, that he becomes sanctified with the holiest of holiest, like, like a king Godel. And Hashem will be his lot and his part in life. All of So the person might think, my only interest should be 
in matters of good and holiness. If he encounters a situation that requires removing someone from transgression, he says, He says, I have nothing to do with anything out of the realm of holiness. Let the regular Jews take care of these issues. They are busy with all the different cheshbenes of the world, the regular mundane stuff. Comes the lesson on the contrary. Considering that removing the dead from the, in the presence of the Kala is something that is relevant to the celebration of the Mishkan. Therefore, this is a concept of the Aveda of the Mishkan, and it needs to be done by Achechem, which is the Levim. They, Dafke, are the ones who need to do this. And the same is true in every individual's Aveda to make the world into a Mishkan fashion. Because the world cannot be transformed into a dir of Hashem without first cleaning out the place, as the Altarebbe says in the Torah, that making a palace for the king, you can't just bring in beautiful furniture, you first have to remove all the dirt. So that is also part of making the dwelling place, the Abed of the Mishkan. For that, you need a dedicated Levi. Which, as the Ramon says, every Jew who dedicates his life to that purpose, it applies to him. By cleaning the world, by fulfilling all the matters of Surmira, all the mitzvahs, and then, of course, uh, putting in the beautiful furniture into the place, which is the positive mitzvahs, through that the world becomes a proper and befitting dwelling place for which will be revealed very soon when Moshiach will come and the whole world will be Hashem's dwelling place.